Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, June 3rd, 2022. Today on the Ether, the White Whale Community Call number 10. Let's take a listen. Hello and welcome everyone to the White Whale Community Call. This is our 10th call, which is pretty impressive and we're excited to still be around doing it. Um, I'm blah, blah, blah. Um, I will be moderating the call today. I'm joined by Sebastian, our founder and CEO and CENCOM, our CTO. Um, we will be mostly discussing, we have a few other announcements, but most of the time will be spent discussing our V2 architecture and taking questions on it. And before we get started, a quick disclaimer that many statements in this call may be based on the opinions of the team and may be subject to change. And as always, nothing said in this call is financial advice. All right, thank you guys. Um... Thank you for joining us today. We're happy to have you. We're excited to share. Um, we're excited about what we have to share with you guys. Um, we just published a Medium article, you know, a few hours ago, um, outlining our vision for for White Whale 2.0. We believe it's a significant um, upgrade. Um, it's a significantly um, larger, more comprehensive vision, and also I think a more sustainable, um, just better model. So we're we're excited about it. We want to share um, a lot about that with you guys today. But um, we and and take your questions. Uh, we also have some some regular updates and housekeeping notes and things like that for you as well. So I'll begin by just sharing some of that stuff. Um, the housekeeping stuff, get that out of the way, and then we will get into um, our V2 model, our new V2 model and architecture. Um, so a couple things real quick. Um, one, as Bob Labaugh mentioned in the beginning, we have officially um, new CTO. So CENCOM um, is our new CTO, and we are very happy um and excited for him to take on this new role he is also um you know the the brain behind the new architecture um that we will be talking about today and more and more about in the coming days so um we are we are excited to have him on board as our cto um next note is all right we are we are aware that um our web app, the, our, our web app on Classic is currently down. Um, this is due to um, a, a lot. There's so the new network, they made a lot of changes um, to the new network. And due to the changes, we're having trouble. Um, you know, there's there's just some front end bugs that we're having trouble with on the on the um running our app on classic so we're aware of the issues people have been commenting on discord and on telegram um we will get it resolved um you know 
we, we yeah, a, a lot of other pro- protocols have had this issue as well. It's just because of the upgrade and the new network. It's just threw a lot of the classic um, dApps off and the front ends. So um, we will get it resolved. I know there are some of you who are still trying to unstake and off ramp and do things like that. Um, so we will get it resolved as soon as we can, and we are aware of it. Okay. Um, so that's that's another thing. Um, as far as oh, we have uh, we have started running a validator on um, on Terra two right? So um, that's been going very well so far. Um, we would appreciate, you know, if you guys, you know, that is a way to support us uh, right now. If you if you want to redelegate your airdrop or delegate some some of your staked Luna um, to White Whales Community Validator, right? We are committed to operating in the interest of the community. Um, you know, we are excited about engaging in the in the Luna governance proposals, um, right? And and voting and all that. We have been. You know, and I particularly have been very active um, in the in the discussions, in the rebuilding discussions, um, you know, of Terra 2.0, right? Um, we're we're very much involved and in kind of the mix of things, um, you know, and and we just we want our community to have a say in the new network, right? That's very important to us, the whale community. The whale holders that have a say in the new network. So we will also be opening up a channel in our Discord, right, specifically for Terra governance proposals, right? So for whale holders to come um, and discuss new Terra governance proposals um, and how we should vote on them as a as a Terra validator. Okay, so there will be a discussion forum um, and a way you guys can share your opinions. Um, to us as we vote on the upcoming governance proposals. But yes, feel free to delegate to us. Um, that certainly helps support us as, as a team. Um, all right. So, you know, several of you are asking about um, the, the airdrop, the V2 airdrop, right? We have, uh, we have taken snapshots. We do have snapshots. There will be an airdrop um, for whale classic holders. Right. Um, so and the notes, the, the block heights of the snapshot will be listed in the notes of this call. Um, but there will also be an airdrop for pylon depositors. Um, right. And the specifics of that will be will be released. Um, you know, and we were, we're also going to do something for those who um, either deposited VUST during the attack, right? So from pre-attack till the end, the shutting down of the network, basically those that stood till the end, right? And that helped defend the peg to the end. We're, we're planning on doing some sort of an airdrop or some kind of benefit um, for you guys as well, just, just so you know. Um, now here's the good thing about, and something I just wanted to point out about the V2 airdrop, okay? Um, at the time of the attack or pre-attack, because of our our POL, our protocol owned liquidity, right? More than half, I think. I don't have the exact figures in front of me, but uh, you know, the lion's share of the whale tokens on the market, the circulating supply of whale, were in the liquidity pool, which was owned by the treasury. Okay, so our treasury, right, is going to be excluded from this airdrop. All right, so that means that the new circulating supply of whale you know, will be significantly less than um, the circulating supply at the end of, you know, at, at, on, on classic. Okay. Because, you know, let's just say 70 million whale tokens or whatever, 
will be cut will be cut off from the airdrop and not be a part of the initial supply so you're you're looking at um owning a much bigger share maybe possibly even double um if you qualify for the airdrop right if you if you were a whale holder in classic basically um you know so uh so that's just something of note right the the whale tokens that were in the the protocol owned treasury will not be they will be exempt they will not be included in the new airdrop so we're looking at a much smaller um initial circulating supply of whale tokens okay so just just something to note there also um we are going to be airdropping the entire collection this is alpha here we're going to be airdropping our entire collection of uh the guardian whale nfts we have rebranded them to the fallen guardians right so this is going to be a commemorative airdrop um to the whale community okay um it's a 10k collection of nfts they've already the images have already been generated they look great the rarities have done um there you know the metadata is ready it's already the images and metadata have already been um generated we just need uh to mint them and to airdrop them so this is going to happen um pretty quickly in the in the in the fairly near future um you know we do want to make sure there is a good marketplace up and running so people can trade them right away but you know we are going to be to be airdropping them to select whale stakers pylon depositors vust holders um there will be sort of minimum requirements um you know if you had a minimum of x amount of whales staked to our governance or deposited in pylon or a vust holder um you know so we're still sort of finalizing those numbers um but we're going to airdrop the collection now if that's not you right if you didn't have any of those and you still want um to be part of the airdrop um we will also have some you know we're planning on having some airdrops to our um to validator delegators, right? So to those who are delegated to our validator. So now this will all depend on um, how the numbers shake out with our with the airdrop, right? Because it's a 10K collection, but there will be a portion reserved for, um, for validator delegators, but there will also be a minimum threshold, like you need X amount of Luna delegated to us as well. Um, that's the only way to sort of narrow down the the collection to 10k, right? But that is a way to be part of the airdrop as well. Um, but this is, you know, this is locked and loaded. The the Fallen Guardian NFT collection is locked and loaded. We'll probably share some of the images on Twitter um, pretty soon, just to you know build up some hype and get you know just show show people what's coming. Um, you know but but yeah that's going to uh that's going to ship sooner rather than later um just as a as a commemorative as a thank you for helping defend the peg on v1 and as a you know just something for our community something for the whale community right so um so yeah so you could be looking forward to that and we'll be releasing more details on that pretty soon okay um now let's transition to our um to white whale v2 right we are we're very excited about white whale v2 um like we, we you know like i said we just released this medium article um it became clear to us right the 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 attack and the collapse of terra v1 really brought a lot of things to light not just with ust um and the the vulnerabilities there right but also you know vulnerabilities and weaknesses in um in several of the individual dApps, right and we really that to heed and and looked 
you know, gave a good, honest look at ourselves and, um, you know, had to admit that some of the things we were doing were fundamentally broken. Right. And um, and a lot of you guys knew that. And, and really, we knew it, too. Um, and, you know, a lot of our community members would tell us this is this isn't working right. This isn't this isn't sustainable. I think white whale, what white whale was, you know, initially was a very good idea and a very good concept. Right. But building it out um exposed some weaknesses and exposed just some because it's not right it's it's not a new thing it, or it is a new thing i'm sorry it is, it's a brand new thing you know it's pretty easy to build say a, you know a dex or um you know a common infrastructure play or you know one of the copy pasta DeFi models but this is a new this is sort of new territory um and it was a great idea it's just when we put it into practice we realized that some of these things, some of the mechanisms and the models um, just weren't very sustainable, right? So, um, and that's okay. We And, and we were working to change them, right? But, it, it, you know, it was going to happen over time. What the collapse of Terra does and the silver lining is it, it's a forced reboot, right? It's a forced reboot. So we, we're forced to take a good, hard, honest look at our model um determine what was working and what was not and and how we want to rebuild and we did that right and this what we presented um and what we're what we're presenting today um is what we came up with for a rebuild so one of the things one of the main things is um we're not going to build a protocol that is reliant on our own in-house bots to be the the fastest most profitable bots in the world we do, we don't want to play and compete in the high frequency trading our bot game as a protocol right we just we we don't want that rather we want to because for a couple of reasons one because we weren't the fastest you know and we tried our best and we couldn't be you know we weren't the, we admittedly weren't the fastest and weren't the most profitable bots and two even if we were even if we were to become the fastest um the moment somebody somebody develops a faster more profitable bot than us then what you know then our protocol is is done right so we do not want to be reliant on that as a, a, we don't want to be a private arbitrager you know trying to pretend like we're a public defi platform or protocol okay rather the the strategy moving forward is to provide the infrastructure right not only on terra but across the entire ibc that makes arbitrage um Sim simpler, easier, more efficient, and gives everyone the tools. Right? We're still white whale in the. Our ethos is still the same, where we're we're empowering the little guy, we're empowering the retail investor to be able to participate in arbitrage, um, and the and the complex trading strategies. But we want to be an infrastructure provider, right? We want to provide the roads. We want to provide the water, the waterway system that balances liquidity. Right, and that um, that makes arbitrage easier and more efficient on all of these chains, on all of these planets across the Cosmos ecosystem. If if that makes sense, that's the um, that's conceptually what we're what we're changing in our in our vision, right? And it is a bigger vision, right? It's it's more comprehensive and includes the entire IBC. Um, it's it's a bigger undertaking than what we were doing before. Um, we also think it's it's more foundational. It's more um, it, it's just it, it's a more it's it's a bigger vision, right? It's a bigger vision.
So, so we're very excited about it. Right. Um, and, and we're excited to get, to start building on it. Um, I do want to turn it over to Sencom. Um, and if he has any comments or anything he would like to share, or maybe just provide a general overview um, of the new model of the new architecture to give everybody an idea. Um, and then maybe we can move into some, some questions from there. So Sencom, go ahead. Thank you very much. All right, there were, so as Sebastian correctly pointed out, the, the model was broken. So when the collapse happened, we had um, the fortune to reevaluate our, re our model. And we took a very close look at the Cosmos ecosystem. And we found out that there are currently three big problem categories that we are trying to solve. One, it's market inefficiencies. Um, in the sense that in the cosmos, there are multiple chains. There are a lot of chains. And the number will drastically increase in the coming years, which leads to fractured liquidity, which in and of itself is already a problem because this results in shallow pools. But also, it leads to price disparities across the chains. So that's not good. Second, there are capital inefficiencies. Every high-level um, DeFi ecosystem needs arbitrage and liquidations to function. So these operations are typically typically quite resource intensive. So it, people need to have idle capital sitting around, not on one, but on potentially hundreds of chains. So capital inefficiencies is the second problem. And third, as Sebastian um, correctly pointed out, um, the market making is quite centralized. So there's the capital barrier, but there's also the knowledge barrier to participate in arbitrage and liquidations. So these are the problems that we are trying to solve. And I think we came up with a very elegant solution how we can solve all three problems in a single protocol by, um, on the one hand, increasing market efficiency by um, what we call liquidity hubs. So um, those are basically um, pools and vaults that are deployed on multiple chains and allow somewhat liquidity to flow between them. In a sense, they are a link or a water flow system for liquidity across the ecosystem, which allows liquidity to flow where it's needed, but also to balance prices. And using the flash loans, we also increase the capital efficiency because now there is no need for unused capital lying around. People can just deposit in the vault and arbitragers and liquidators can use it. And lastly, we can open source or at least try to decentralize the market making a little bit by open sourcing the arbitrage bots. So by having the open source bots, the knowledge barrier is broken down. And by having the flash loan vaults, the capital barrier is broken down too. So these were our um, problems and our solution. And for those of you who haven't read the article, the architecture will feature two main components. On the foundation, there are the, these liquidity hubs, which contain the pools and the flash loan vaults, and they are bought first. So there will be, there will be a front end probably, but there will be little reason to use that front end because the liquidity is spread across the ecosystem. So you'll likely have deeper liquidity on, say, TerraSwap. But there will be what we call the interchain command, which will live above 
all these liquidity hubs and not only balance liquidity and um, mitigate price disparities, but also be, be some kind of a um, swap interface across the interchain. So if you want to have, um, if you want to buy something or swap something, you don't use the local liquidity hubs, but use the interchain command instead, which depending on the volume and the current prices could potentially split up your swap to multiple liquidity hubs across different chains, say Terra and Juno, to in small pieces, and then aggregate the returns back so you get a lower spread and a better result for your um, for your buy order. Yeah, real quick. So you could you could think about that kind of like a DEX aggregator across the entire IBC, right? In a sense, yes. In yeah. a sense, not because we're not connect directly connected to these taxes, but it's a useful analogy to think about. We aggregate from our liquidity hubs, which are scattered across the ecosystem. Um, yeah, as I've pointed out, the liquidity hubs are bot first. So um, bots will be able to um, swap on the local DEX, use our flash loans to perform arbitrage between our local DEX and or between the liquidity hub um, pools and the local DEXs like TerraSwap or JunoSwap. And we also provide the bots for this. So basically, we have the whole package for arbitrage available on each chain. And even though there will be a front end probably for the liquidity hub swaps, um, the end user will most likely interact with the interchain command where the end user can manage his liquidity. That means you know claim incentive, rewards, deposit, withdraw liquidity, but also do these kind of aggregated swaps. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much our new architecture. And I hope you like it. We will release further information on this step-by-step -step in the future. And feel free to ask any questions. Yeah, and if I could just throw in just a couple notes there. So basically, there's two, on the user level, there's two components to this, okay? There's our vaults, which our vaults now they're going to be strictly for flash loans okay so the problem what we were having in v1 is we were we were creating these arbitrage vaults and each one had a different layer that are different mechanisms inside them that made them more complex so it, you know for example in the ust vault we were depositing them in anchor right depositing the idle funds in anchor then withdrawing to arb okay and then in the luna vault we're doing this luna b luna lp um in the background and then withdrawing it to arb right and all these moving pieces um, which just it made them very complex, right? Um, and then we had flash loans um, working in the vaults on top of that. So one flash loans, uh, right? That you need them, you want them to be as secure as possible. A flash loan vault, so simpler is better. Okay, and two, that's why it was taking us forever to ship these things because they were complex. So what we're going to do is we're going to spit out for a few assets on on every chain that we that we go to um, vaults that are strictly used to call flash loans from. So botsters, arbitragers, liquidators, anybody who wants to, right, can call flash loans from these vaults and that's what that's their purpose. That's it.
just flash loans that we'll take fees from. And the other thing that that we've noticed is they don't need a huge amount of capital, right? So um, we'll see how much we need to incentivize at first deposits into these vaults, right? But we had we had 30 million of deposits in UST vault. We didn't need nearly that much um, for, for any particular flash loan, right? So these don't need huge amounts of capital. But you're, we're going to have vaults specifically for flash loans that will be more secure they'll be easier to duplicate right because it's just boom 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 copy paste and you can call flash loans from several different assets um on each chain okay so that's one component the next component the second component are these what we're calling bot first pools right so these are basically amm pools right um but they're bot they're they're meant for bots to arb against other pools so so basically um you know we're not building a dex and we're not competing with the dexes okay we want that to be clear these are going to be permission nobody can just open one and we're we're going to start and probably only have a few on each chain where all the liquidity is and all the arb happens right we've learned from ARBing in V1, that most of the ARB happens on just a few assets, right? So there's your Luna, you know, on the on Classic, there was your Luna UST ARB, there was your Luna B Luna ARB, right? And some Ank. So, you know, what we're looking at here for our pools to start, right, is probably the main native assets on the Cosmos. So let's say there's a, if USDC is the main stable coin that's utilized, let's say there's, we have a, a Luna USDC pool, an Atom USDC pool, a Juno USDC pool to start, right? Let's say we have those on Terra, deployed on Terra and on Juno, right? We'll have, we'll have, we'll have specific pools on both Terra, those specific pools on both Terra and Juno. All right. Then um, eventually we will have this interchain command center, which acts as a gatekeeper, which acts as sort of a, um, you know, almost like an air traffic controller for liquidity between the chains. Okay. So, um, so it will. It, it will direct liquidity and balance and actually stabilize these prices um, in between different chains on the IBC. So, for example, just yesterday we were—I I forget what it was, Sencom—but one one coin was trading five dollars higher on one chain um, in the IBC than another. So, let's say, for example, Luna is trading at ten dollars on Juno and six dollars on on Terra. Right. Our our liquidity pools will be able to very easily balance out those pricing, those prices and create the local arbitrage opportunities on both chains. Um, that's the idea. So we're acting as a price stabilizer, a liquidity provider and price stabilizer across the entire IBC. That's um, that's the idea behind it. So I hope this makes sense um, to, to people. It's a lot, right? It's a, um, it's a lot of information. It's, you know, it's taken us some time to, to wrap our brains around it, but we're trying to, uh, you know, trying to convey it here um, as, as clearly as we can. So I don't know if CENCOM or any, any of the other team members, if you guys have anything else to add, if not, we can, we can move into questions. Everybody good? I think so. I think we'll start with our first question. And I think things will come, become more clear as we take questions. Um, so iMatrix, you're going to be added. You're up. iMatrix, you there? All right. It seems like he's having problems. Anyone else? There's no one else requested right now. 
Anybody else have any questions? Feel free. Uh, I can touch on one thing that I think that um, was less mentioned, um, but I think uh, one of the key, one of the big problems that uh, we talked a lot about the market inefficiencies and capital inefficiencies, but I think one one big key to think about is also just like having centralized market makers and also just like how exclusive crypto can be both to just like, there's a lot of things only whales can do. There's also a lot of things that only like top developers can do. And the whole ethos is basically that everything needs to be decentralized, but like we still have all this trust in whales and in top developers. Um, But, and so we want to lower that barrier. Like we want to basically let everyone be the whale and be these top developers. That's why we're open sourcing a lot of our bots so that anyone can be able to do take advantage of this ARB all across the IBC, right? And then we're also like the flash loans make it so that people can do arbitrage and liquidate without having any of their own money, right? As long as it, they just need to cover fees. As long as it goes through, they pay us back and keep the profit. So essentially we've taken down two huge barriers. One, the barrier of development and and which is pretty immense. And then one, having to have your own capital spread across the IBC. So, and in this way, we, we're making the the whole IBC a lot, a, a, a basically a trustless market. If we have all these small market makers um, making the market more efficient, then we don't have to trust that there's these huge whales doing this for us, right? Um, or developers doing it. Because as soon as they stop, then the whole network will become inefficient and horrible to use, right? So we don't want to have to trust in people like or in these select small groups of people. Um, we have a question, so I will take it. Massimo, you're up. <clears throat> Looks like he's gone. Looks like he's just oh, muted. Oh, no, there he is. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, you're, you're muted, Massimo. Oh, hi, guys. Sorry. Uh, this, this Twitter is a bit glitchy lately. Uh, I wasn't hearing you properly. Right, so I have a question for you, uh, and it is, you, you guys are very capable people, and and you seem very passionate about, about this whole issue we have our hands on with right now. But I was uh, wondering, why would you limit yourself to the Cosmos ecosystem? Like, what is preventing you guys to go towards the, uh, like, the Ethereum ecosystem, towards the Cardano ecosystem. Uh, why not just expand? What is what is? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? On this? From the technical side, technical, we yes. have our contracts written in Rust, so with Cosmosm, and our bots are written in Go. So we'd have to completely start from scratch again if we were to move outside of the Cosmos. Yeah, you know, I think the. The IBC, IBC is the most um, logical place to start simply because um, everything is, is pretty seamless in in that regard on the tech end, right? It just makes sense to start here. I wouldn't, I don't know that I would say we're limiting ourselves. Um, you know, it, it could, we could go after the, the Ethereum market or, or Cardano or the other sort of spaces in crypto and DeFi. But he's right. Once we cross those Rubicons, now we're talking about different coding languages. You know, arbit- arbitrage in itself is a completely different ballgame 
um, on Ethereum and the EVM chains. Um, it's it's just it, it's done differently, right? So, um, and and I would say this the same thing kind of um, to the other chains as well. All it, you know, every every chain is a little bit different. So, you know, once we cross over into those other places. Um, we kind of have to reinvent the, the wheel a little bit. That's not to say we we never will, right? But right now, I think the IBC is um, it's the lowest hanging fruit, and it makes the most sense um, to start. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's try I Matrix again. All right, added him. Hey guys, um, I got a question. Uh, what about expanding to like EV Moss? You know, since you know our evm or uh, cosmos chain you know that that should be fairly easy to port over wouldn't it david i think you might you i didn't get to get the question oh, Can oh, repeat oh, it, please? Oh, i was saying uh, uh would it be possible for you you know we were talking about evm chains and liquidations uh ev moss um you know has the you know uh cosmos evm um compatibility would that be a possibility uh to arbitrage, you uh, you know, using that as a, a stepping stone? I think the Cosmos ecosystem is a rapidly expanding market, which we haven't even begun to fully realize. So the question of moving into yet a bigger market with so high barriers is a little bit out of place because we still have so much to do with months, if not years of work ahead to really um, grant this thing out. So... Oh yeah, no, I I totally understand, and I'm I'm completely in you know Cosmos, everything in Cosmos. But what I was you know, the, it, but the whole point of EV Moss is basically you know, wouldn't it just be easier to port already done arbitrage bots and uh, that are already you know done on the EVM chains and kind of rapidly get that done? Um, the EVM chain bots they are completely different from the Cosmos SDK bots. Um, there are different rules how the transactions get validated in the blocks. And um, yeah, you have to write a new bot. There's li very little you can keep. Oh, okay, and that answers my question. And then, and yeah, the V and the, the other one I had was, I, I guess, answered it myself. The VUST that I had locked up was accounted for on the snapshot for uh, Luna V2, right? I'm sorry, can you ask that one more time? I think I read that because I had some uh, VUST, well, UST deposited in uh, into the ecosystem, but was, that was accounted for for the Luna airdrop, correct? Yes, yes, okay. it was. All right. All right. Any other questions? We got uh, Mandalorian. Got a question, and then O2, you're next. I had a just one quick question. Um, just like I was reading your Medium post. Um, the question I really had was, in the future, because um, with 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 Adam, with the Adam with the Adam token, you can use it. I guess the visions like you can use it to kind of provide security for other chains that are IBC enabled. Would, would do you think that'd be possible with like Terra two? Like if you're got if you're going to do this arbitrage system. Um, with with other um you, you cut out I delegate our Terra to uh like with a with a, with a with a validator that maybe you know uh also like validates for your chain. 
Yeah, Mandalorian, you cut out in the middle of your question, so we won't we weren't able to hear what you were oh, asking. Sorry, sorry. Um, I, I guess the question I had was like, um, th there's this whole concept of like providing shared security, and and I, I'm I'm assuming you you're you're trying to move like with with whale two to your own chain, and would we like if we had Terra two tokens? Would we be able to stake those to provide security for your chain and get some like participate in the upside of like whatever your project is? So we don't have any concrete plans to move to our own chain in the short or medium term because we are um, a relatively small team and we want to um, focus our development resources on de developing the product. In the future, there are certain um, advantages to having your own chain. So it is a possibility that we take that route. But um, how the space will look in half a year, in a year, where the best place to get shared security, um, that's an open question. I cannot answer you right now. All right, thanks. All right, O2, you are up. Big man, you are next. Uh, hello? Yep, go ahead, sir. Yeah, just have a question. Uh, uh, about uh, the bridge and uh, the issues that they are getting hacked, is there a plan to add uh, a cross chain or uh, layer zero like uh, Stargate to uh, solve this issue? Because I think uh, a lot of people they are afraid from maybe transferring their funds to other ecosystems or blockchains. You wouldn't really use bridges. You use the IBC, which is which it is technically a bridge, but it's a different. And there's so far there are no. I think there hasn't been any vulnerabilities that have been exploited. So it's not a custodial bridge like you have Ethereum or other chains. It's specifically designed communication protocol for the cosmos and transferring your your um, Luna from. Terra to whatever other Cosmos chain is pretty safe as what far. What about Ethereum? There you have to, so if you want to move outside of the Cosmos ecosystem, it gets dangerous because you have to use bridges and bridges get hacked a lot. Yeah, but inside that's the, the Cosmos, because... there hasn't been any, but there's no reason to move outside the Cosmos ecosystem, at least for our protocol. Yeah, yeah. Right. we won't no, be If you want to attract the people to the ecosystem, then you need the, the, their support so they can, I mean, uh, transfer from Ethereum or Solana to, to the Cosmos. Yeah, so I mean, basically, you're you're pointing out uh, more of an ecosystem issue, right? Because our our yeah. protocol will not rely on these external bridges. Um, you know, I I think it's a valid point, right? And certainly something we all need to be aware of. But um, you know, that's more of an ecosystem problem than a than a white white whale um, issue. So, all right. Um, why don't we go to big, why don't we go to big man? Go ahead, big man. Hey, um, yeah, I was, uh, I've been watching guys' protocol for a while and, um, I was invested in it for some time. Um, but my concern was just that the, uh, profit really wasn't there, um, at least at the beginning. Um, and so I'm wondering, you know, I'm still looking at you guys and, you know, willing to turn back around and 
see what the future holds, but I'm wondering what you have in terms of just, um, you know, where your, your profit uh, revenue streams come, <laughs> coming from and uh, what do you have planned for uh, the future? Yeah, so, and that's a good point, which I meant to touch on. So the value prop of the new whale token is is completely different. Right. And that's that's one of the things we were saying we recognized with V1. Right. Like we were we were essentially relying on profitability of our bots, um, you know, to drive value to the whale token um, and that this is all distilled through a protocol on Treasury. Um, so there, there was just a lot of a lot of things there that were not optimal. So for for whale V2, the prop, the value proposition for the token is completely different. OK, so so first of all, so imagine our new architecture architecture right so we have these different components so one we have the bot first pools right so these are like amm pools but they're they're bot first pools and they're spread throughout the ibc these pools will collect swap fees just like any other decks just like astroport TerraSwap, osmosis right so it will collect fees those fees will get paid to to whale token holders just like just like these other astroport you know these other dexes do so that's one thing then you have the uh, the vaults right now the vaults will be um used for flash loans so, so those will also be collecting fees those fees will also be um be filtered to whale stakers right so then imagine you have amm pools and you have vaults spread across all these chains on the ibc all of them being you know all of the fees collected from all of these pools and vaults are are being funneled and being um used to buy whale and distribute to whale stakers right so that's that's the value proposition um it's much simpler we are still weighing to be honest whether or not to deploy so we probably will deploy a, a protocol owned treasury however it will be much simpler in v2 it will probably just consist of whale tokens for community spend and um possibly a protocol on tre treasury if we can re-raise one we, we you know obviously we you know we, we would need to re-raise a protocol on treasury um but we're, we're you know because of what happened with terra classic the crash um you know and some probably the newfound regulatory scrutiny that's coming um you know and a lot of a lot of issues on those end from legal regulatory standpoint i don't know that we're going to have um a treasury a a, a protocol owned treasury the way we had one on v1 right um that's you know it's and not that not that that was illegal or that it was uncompliant it's just this very gray area right it's very very bleeding edge and very gray area as far as regulators um you know we had one and apollo had one we both had these sort of large um protocol owned DAOs, right um and i don't know one i don't know that we need that model for white whale v2 um and i i just don't know that we're going to go there so rather uh, you know, we're looking for a treasury probably to just be made up of whale tokens and possibly um, our own our own liquidity pool. Right. Um, so so that that's a key difference. So then all of these fees, they don't need to sort of run through this treasury, this protocol on treasury. It's basically just a buy and distribute whale to governance stakers. Right now, also down the road. OK, um, when we're talking about, you know, whale uh, value proposition for whale tokens right we have these bot first pools and we have these um 
you know, these vaults, there could also be a situation where pro- new protocols, right, and chains are competing and want liquidity directed to their chain or to their protocol, right? So, um, you know, it it could go into a sort of whale war situation or, uh, you know, where there's demand for our governance token, just like there would be, just think of the Astro Wars, right? Or, or Ank Wars or whatever, but we could um, sort of go towards, uh, you know, a, a competing um, via governance for liquidity to different chains and different pairs, right? Which could also drive value to the whale token. So, you know, the value proposition is much more consistent um, with other successful protocols, with other successful value propositions um, that that we've seen in the ecosystem rather than this sort of, um, you know, different kind of experimental model that we were doing with V1, if that makes sense. Yeah, Namely, I'm just but also, do you guys plan on launching on you know what tokens and uh, uh, chains do you imagine uh, launching on in Cosmos first? Yeah, I can tell something to that. So we will be very selective in which chains we deploy our liquidity hubs on. At first, it will be most likely. Terra and Juno, because they are both permissionless and have the required technologies. Regarding the tokens we will um, have on our bot first decks and the vaults, um, Sebastian th- said this earlier, it will be most likely the biggest tokens in the ecosystem. So Luna, Atom, Juno, maybe also Osmo, we'll see. Against a stable coin we haven't decided on yet. And we'll closely evaluate the coming months which stable coin will become the primary vehicle of transfer in the Cosmos ecosystem, and we'll most likely start with that. And I'd like to highlight what Sebastian just said. Think about what um, opportunity and problems we solve for chains that we deploy our liquidity hubs on and, in that sense, make part of our protocol. Price stability, flash loans, market efficiencies, capital efficiencies, there's a lot of incentives for whole blockchain ecosystems to be connected to our future um, Whitehall protocol. There's a lot of incentive for individual tokens to be part of our ecosystem because then their token will be stabilized across the ecosystem. And there's even more incentive for stablecoin issuers to become part of our protocol because then they have to guarantee that the stablecoin um, in that sense, we have to keep the pack of the stablecoin by having it across the whole interchain. So there are a lot of much more stronger incentives than there were in the Astro War for people to um, get hold of our protocol. And that the only way to do this, this is through governments. So this is an important point, I think. Yeah, I like that. Can you go more into um, how exactly you are able to uh, help protocols with their own protocol, own liquidity. I've been looking at, at Loop. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of theirs, but it uh, seems like you guys have some decent overlaps with what your um, you know, your your desires and, and objectives are, but um, with aggregators and protocol, protocol and liquidity. Um, there are value propositions more with, you know, creating bonds through the NFT marketplace, but I'm just wondering about uh, how do you guys exactly establish that protocol and liquidity? I, I'm not sure I 100% understand um what what you're asking 
Uh, are you asking how we're going to establish our own POL again? Is that what you're, or, or, or something else? No, I, I, correct me if I'm, you know, just misunderstanding you, but uh, yeah. I thought you were mentioning protocol own liquidity for other protocols um, and stabilizing their token values. No, no, no. We will, we could, if we want to, if it passes governments, open pools for them and then they can deposit into, which allows us to stable their token across the ecosystem. We won't, you know, buy their token. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think you might have misheard. So what he was saying is there is an incentive for tokens, for protocols, and for chains um, to have us open pools for them, which that will that will require a governance vote. Like I said, it's not going to be an open, like TerraSwap, anybody can open a pool, right? It's permissionless. Um, this will not be permissionless. It will need, you'll need to pass a governance vote if you want us to open a pool right in our infrastructure a bot first pool and then on on subsequent chains so we can balance your liquidity across the ibc so um protocols that are that are traded on multiple chains on the ibc and tokens that are traded on the multiple chains on the ibc will be incentivized to do this because our protocol will essentially stabilize their price through these local arbitrage through our hubs um, you know, so they will be incentivized to to get listed, so to speak, on White Whale and us to create and open pools for them. Um, you know, so that creates a demand for the governance token, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was um thinking about it a little bit differently. So thank you for clearing that up. So basically what you guys' uh objective is to stabilize the the token prices uh, across all of the different changes rather than you know stabilize the price itself um with other POLs kind of just you know uh, locking up token value uh for a long period of time. Yeah, that's correct. Like like we said, there was a I think just yesterday, I forget which token you were talking about, Semcom, but it was I trading $5. What's it that? Was, it was the Gravity Bridge token. And I I looked on Crescent Dex, which is a rather small new Dex in the Cosmos ecosystem, and compared it to Osmosis. And feel free to check it yourself if there's a price difference now. When I checked yesterday, you know, to the day before yesterday, it was a 5% difference. So that's right. pretty inefficient. If you consider we have only 40 chains, imagine there are 10,000. And thousand times the tokens we have now it will be a complete mess. Right. So if you want to think of it in terms of like the, the IBC, you know, compare it to centralized exchanges, right? Where you have Binance, you have KuCoin, you have OKEX, you have FTX, right? And and all these price um, differences, uh, the the IBC will be even more so, right? So there's all these protocols, there's all these chains popping up. Well, that will have these DEXs, that will have all these exchanges, there could be huge fluctuations of price, even for main tokens, even for the big tokens, the Lunas and the Atoms and the Junos um, across the different DEXs, right? So what, what White Whale 2.0, what Project Miglu does is it smooths out those, those, price, um, those price differences and provides consistent price stability for your token across the IBC. So this, so protocols, right, chains, they will, they will want this. They will be incentivized. They will want um, price stability across the IBC and liquidity for that matter. Okay, cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, guys.
So looks like we have, a, we have three questions now. We'll take these last three. We've we got about five minutes left, and then we'll wrap it up. So we'll take these three last questions pretty quick. All right, Juicy, you're up, and then Baba G-Day. So you're up. Next. Yeah, Sebastian, you mentioned before that $30 million of VS, BUST was an unnecessary amount. When you launch the flash loan pools on V2, do you plan on capping them? Um, that's a good point. We haven't talked about that yet. Maybe I, I would like to see what kind of deposits we get in. Um, you know, we, we need the liquidity somehow and we need some kind of liquidity, right? So, we, you know, flash loans are still new to Terra and to IBC, right? We pioneered flash loans on IBC. They were very, we, you know, we knew some devs. We knew some individual devs personally that were using them and that were calling flash loans on V1. But it was few and far between. That's why we wanted to do a hackathon. We wanted to do things to sort of spark flash loan usage because flash loans are very powerful, right? And like on Ethereum, say, there's, you know, I forget what it, what it was, but there's billions of dollars in flash loan volume that, that's, that's done, that was done in 2021. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, we're going to have to sort of gauge the market. We're going to have to see, and it's going to be touch and go for a little bit. We're going to have to see how much liquidity is necessary in these vaults if we need to incentivize liquidity providers to these vaults, right? Um, and if we do, we'll have to, if we need to bootstrap them with, with liquidity um, and if we need to cap them, you know, I think that's, a, that's something we can consider as well. But right now the market is so new that we just don't have the data for it yet. Right. We have we have our experience on we have our experience on on V1. So um, so I guess that's kind of an open question, but but about a valid point. Yeah, that, that's a fair response. I, I I'd imagine that maybe capping could potentially optimize the yield that's driven by by virtue of adding liquidity into that platform. But, yeah, naturally, all of your points are valid as well. All right. Thanks. That's all I got. Without saying too much, I don't think liquidity capping liquidity makes much sense. But as Sebastian said, we haven't really discussed this thing out, this particular question, because we do want a lot of liquidity because you have to think it will be scattered across many chains. You know, um, people will be able to manage their liquidity from a central point, but the actual liquidity will be scattered to in the start to but in the coming years, potentially hundreds of chains. So we need a lot of liquidity. And without saying too much, even though there, these flash loan vaults will be generic in the sense that they don't have a, an extra yield source like Anchor, we have plans on increasing the yield with some in-protocol movements. But you'll... Um, Get more information on that in the coming coming time. All right, life in DeFi. Go ahead. Or who is first? Baba Baba Jade or Life in DeFi? Baba. Okay, Baba, go ahead. Uh, uh he doesn't want to speak anymore. Okay. Uh life in DeFi. Yeah. Um and then also this will be question. this will be the last question. Like, Go ahead. I, think, I don't know if yeah. Dave, uh, Sankal mentioned this, but um, the interchain command also will control the flash loan liquidity so that it can allocate it efficiently. So like if there's low volume on a chain and high on another one, if we want to enable people to make bigger flash loans, then it'll be moved, right? So it, there is some more efficiency than previously before. All right, Life in DeFi, go ahead. Last question. 
Yeah, hi guys. I don't know if this has been answered already, but I just I'm just curious to know if you guys decided what you're going to do with the existing whale tokens for all of us that are holding it. If you're doing a snapshot, if it's a one to one, you know, on from V1 to V2, if you have any information. Yeah. Yeah. So we have we have touched on this and we've published it. Um, we have done a snapshot. Um, I think we've done a couple snapshots, but there will be a one to one drop for a pre pre attack um whale holders we are also going to do some something for um the pylon depositors so they will get an airdrop right um for the tokens that they have earned to to that date um and we're also going to have an airdrop for um for those that protected the peg to the very end we'll we'll do some kind of a bonus airdrop for them um so you know and then as far as the protocol goes the, the protocol on classic goes like we're open to keeping it operational um if the validators keep running terra classic network if if it makes sense to run it right if it makes sense to run uh whale classic we'll we'll run it and we'll turn the turn the stuff back on turn the our backs uh, our bots back on you know it's a it's a still a you know everything's there it's just a matter of turning the light switch on right and it's still a, a protocol and it's it's different you know frankly than what we're building now so it's still a unique protocol in a sense um so if it makes sense um and if it's viable and sustainable to turn it back on um we're certainly open to do that but just just so everybody knows if you're buying whale now um you're speculating you know on that and then on if whale you know will have any any utility in the future so obviously do that at your own risk okay but the dates airdrops for the I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. Yeah. Has there any been any date set for the V2 airdrop for you know the the new whale tokens? No, there there hasn't. Um, and uh, you know, I'll just say this. You know, for V1, we caught a lot of pushback because we launched our token, you know, a couple months before our protocol launched. Um, and you know, people just didn't like that. You know, we we have a bit of an undertaking here. Um, to build this to to build this this new v2 whale now there are things that we could ship fairly quickly like the the bot first pulls and stuff um but we're going to be we'll, we'll be timing our our new token launch and airdrop to be pretty like in tandem or pretty close to the launch of our new protocol so it's not going to happen right away it's not going to happen you know next week the the new airdrop it, you know we have the we have the snapshot you'll get your new whale tokens um, you know, but we want to be intentional about about the timing of it. We're not we're not in a rush to do it. God, God. awesome to hear, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you. All right, that's all for today. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. We are very excited about what is to come, and um, we will keep everybody posted in our Telegram, in our Discord, um, and Twitter with updates. All right, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the White Whale Community Call number 10, recorded on Friday, June 3rd, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. 
When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London The rules are confusing, so let loose the juices And try not to act like they tightened up the noose These fools are abused like a problem stepchild Ruling the coop with some modest exile I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles A comfy padded room where I'm walking my best miles So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving I'm up with a platter of bait behind the curtain Up with the curse, it's absurd to swerve it Letting these nerds know the weight was worth it. I'll perk it up while I serve in some bullshit. This ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans. Opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth. It's getting on my nerves, so let's make them feel nervous. I go tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It's spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is exhumed from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So lock it down locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind you gotta wash the brain and erase the time now shut the fuck up while we wait in line Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa, can you play that one sci-fi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like. 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I was son, at the I remember a time. Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. Time. That's the best band. Uh, why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys, I'm reading all about these wind Guys, turbines. do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can't do a full breakdown. Um, Just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys. I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of your exit liquidity in association with we all love to hear ourselves talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate. Terraspaces.